In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Hatur. And we said the theme of this Coptic month is listening to the Word of God. Listening to the Word of God. And today the Gospel is from Mark chapter 10. And the Gospel is about a rich man who did not listen to the Word of God. He came asking the Lord... Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? But when the Lord gave him the full answer, it's written that the man was sad at his word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. And to be honest, this passage is so troubling and so difficult. And we might want to just say this passage only belongs to St. Anthony. This passage is for St. Anthony and for monks and for people who yeah, they sell all and want to go and live in the desert. And, and this passage, and Ben Rayah like ourselves, and say, this passage doesn't apply to us. We don't need to do anything. And actually, like St. Basil, he, he, he commented on this and say, you might say, then how can we live? How can we live if we sell all and give all to the poor? This is not a way to live. Don't I need? I have needs and I have all this. And we might say, this is crazy. This is extreme. The Bible is too extreme. And I struggle with this idea too. I'm not going to lie to you. This is like a, a big struggle for me. Like, how do you live what this gospel is saying? And St. Basil says, you might say, we have renounced everything. What quality of life will there be, will there be if we sell everything and forsake all? And you know what St. Basil says? He says, don't ask me for the rationale of the Lord's command. It's like, why are you asking me why God said, or the Lord said this? He says, the lawgiver knows well how to bring what is possible into agreement with the law. That if you trust in the Bible and you do this, you will see the fulfillment and that God can provide. But before we get started in today, I want to establish an important principle an important concept, if you will, in the hearts and in our minds. And that is that God desires to sanctify us. He desires to sanctify us, to purify us, to perfect us, to perfect us. And before the Lord gave this very difficult command to this rich man, it says that Jesus looked at him and... Loved him, loved him, loved him. And God in his love for us, he wants us to make us like him. He wants to make us like him. You know we're created in the image and likeness of God. And as a sculptor is molding clay, as a sculptor molds his clay, and after hours and hours, he turns a lump of clay into a beautiful image. If we allow God... To work in our lives. Every day he's molding us. Every day he's shaping us. Every day he's transforming us into his image. Into his image. And that's why in the Catholic epistle today, St. Peter says, You have been given great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Yeah. God desires us to be partakers of the divine nature. So God desires us to be a perfect man. He desires us to be a perfect man. That's why the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord said, Therefore you shall be 
perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And in another account of this same gospel, like if you read the same account in the gospel of St. Matthew, the Lord says, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfect, Go and sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. So God desires us to be perfect. Perfect. And that's why the Lord was saying to this rich man, guess what? You are not, you are not perfect. You are not perfect. But I'm going to make you, like, I want to make you perfect. I want to make you perfect. You follow the commands, yes, you come to church and you do all the wonderful things and you do all these things, but you are not perfect. Actually, the Lord told him, you're not perfect, you are lacking. Actually, you're missing something. You are missing something big. You're missing something. And actually, if we allow the Word of God, the theme of this month is the Word of God. If we allow the Word of God into our hearts, we will find Allah, and I'm lacking a lot. Actually, I'm very far from perfect. I'm lacking. And the Word is going to grow in us and make us perfect and make us perfect it will convince like convict us of how much you are lacking imagine you hired an artist to like paint your portrait and he starts drawing the portrait and then yani you get bored of holding your pose you say khalas and as a hit and i i just want to leave so you leave and then you just take the image the way it is then the image is Incomplete. The image is lacking. You might see broad figures, you might see, but the image is, is missing. The background is missing detail, it's missing a lot. And it could be perfect. If you let the artist work on the drawing, let him work on the drawing. And that's why I was thinking about today. Imagine you were this rich man and you met the Lord. I would say, Yanni, this man, he's only lacking one thing, maybe. And I'm lacking a lot of things, yeah. And I'm going to get started. How many things am I lacking? How many things am I lacking? This, is my, like, this will be my confession to you. Abuna, you please absolve me. The first big thing I think we're lacking. Yanni, if I was in this, you'd say, no, not only are you lacking this, you'd say you're lacking this, 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 and Dini, a list. Because he wants to perfect me. So he's going to tell me, you're lacking all these things. So what is he lacking? The first big thing he's lacking, or I think I'm lacking, genuine love. Genuine love. You know the great command, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as your... All. Into all or lacking pieces, Kira? Lacking. Lacking. I'm lacking. I'm lacking genuine love for the Lord. And in the book of Revelation, the Lord, He gives some feedback to some of the churches. And one of the churches, like the church of Ephesus, but for today we'll imagine it's the church of Chicago. I love you know, taking this criticism and we apply it to the church of Chicago. And this is what the Lord said to the church of Ephesus and to the church of Chicago. He said... I know your works, I know your labor, your patience, 
that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And you have found them liars. That's good stuff, right? Like you guys are doing great. Church of Chicago, good job. You did great. You're doing great. And you have persevered and have patience. And have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Amazing. You're doing a bunch of great things. But then he says, nevertheless, nevertheless, you're lacking something. And he told the church of Ephesus, you are lacking. I have this against you. You have left your first love. And Rabbana, he's always trying to find the little, like even little, and he's trying to purify and take it out because he can't stand that we have even a little blemish in us. If we're going to be partakers of the divine nature, this is something needs purity, needs like holiness, needs to be like vessel of the Holy Spirit, has no tolerance for anything wicked in it. And so, like the Lord is nitpicking, saying, You've lost your first love, you did all these wonderful things. But you have lost your first love. And I think we become like this, church, when we become comfortable in our spiritual life. When we become comfortable in our, like, boring spiritual life. (laughs) Yeah? When we become content with that picture that is incomplete. Like, the picture is incomplete. The artist to finish it. There's no, and I'm happy, kiddah, incomplete. I'm happy incomplete. And this rich man, he was content with the incomplete picture. He thought he was doing good. And he said, I fulfilled all the commandments from my youth. And I did all of these things. You didn't fulfill the... Like, it's still Haggah's half. You're, You're just getting started. It's not done yet. The picture is lacking. And similarly, sometimes, like, I feel okay. I attend church. I go. I confess once per year. I take communion. And, uh, and we've made the church. And we've made holiness. And we've made all of these wonderful things. Checkbox. Completion. Like, like completion homework assignment. You show up. You take communion. Good job. Either. I'm not saying communion like, is very important and very nice, but it's not completion, it's not checkbox. This is like, needs preparation, needs genuine love. Where is love in just coming 10 minutes before liturgy taking communion and saying, I take communion? Ida. Where's the preparation? Where's the love? Where's love in that? And I'm ashamed of that. Even like service, and like I come to service, I check a box, I was in the room for 30 minutes. That's not service. That's not service. That's being content with an incomplete picture. Being content, that's lacking. That's lacking. And the Lord will not, like, He's not pleased with things that are lacking. That's why the Lord, He said, many will say in, my day, in that day, Lord, Lord, we did all these things. We did all of these things. We cast out demons. We did wonders. And he will say, depart from me, I never, I never knew you. I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness, lacking, lacking. I read a funny story the other day about a guest. He was visiting a family for dinner. A guest was family, visiting a family for dinner. And the family, they had Brussels sprouts on the spread. And one of the little girls put Brussels sprouts on her plate. And so the guest said to the little girl, oh, you, you must enjoy 
you must enjoy Brussels sprouts. And the little girl said, yes, I like Brussels sprouts a lot. And then at the end of dinner, she didn't eat any of the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so then the guest was confused and she said, I thought you said you like the Brussels sprouts. And the girl said something funny. She said, oh, I like Brussels sprouts, but not enough to eat them. I like them, but not enough to eat them. And I think sometimes we're like this little girl. Oh, I love God. I do. I love God. But just not enough for me to change my life. And I'm happy the way I'm living. I don't want to change my life. It's okay. I love God. I love the Brussels sprouts, but I don't want to eat it. <laughs> I love God, but I don't, want to, I don't want to change my life. I love God, but I can't fast. I love God, but I can't serve. I love God, but I can't read the Bible. I love God, but I can't wake up early to come to liturgy. I love God, but I can't stay up for vigil. I love God, but I can't pray. I love God, but I can't do an either. So this is lacking. This is lacking. And today the Lord, He's reminding us with the church of Ephesus that we can't be lacking. We cannot be lacking. We need to remember our first love. He said, repent and remember your first love. Another thing that I might be lacking in, first one was genuine love. The second one is the knowledge of God. I might be lacking in the knowledge of God. Knowledge is important because the more knowledge I have, the better decision making I will be able to do. Yani we make informed decisions based on like knowledge. And without knowledge, if we make decisions, we call that guessing. We call that guessing. And you can guess in a lot of areas in your life. Yani, students, you can guess on your test. You can guess on a lot of things. I hope you don't. I hope you study and prepare. But you can guess in a lot of areas of your life. But, and you can guess like in a lot of things. But you cannot guess in spiritual matters. There is no room for guessing. There is no room for guessing. This is about eternal life. And eternal life, there is certainty. And so, like many of the prophets, they criticized the, like, the nation of Israel. Because, like for, for example, Hosea, what does he say to the people of Israel? He says, my people are destroyed because of lack of... Lack of knowledge. They're lacking knowledge. Lacking knowledge. The prophet Isaiah criticized Israel. He says, the ox knows its owner. And the donkey, its master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider me. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And these days, many people, they have wrong opinions. They have wrong beliefs about God. Lack of true knowledge. That's why St. Paul in his epistle to the Colossians, he says, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing, increasing in the knowledge of God. Are you increasing in the knowledge of God every day? Or are you lacking knowledge of God? St. Paul, in to, to his epistle to the Hebrews, he says, this time you should have been teachers. You should have been teachers. You can give the sermon next week. You should be teachers. But 
You need someone to teach you the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. And this is to the Hebrews. They're supposed to be nas fahmin. They're supposed to be like, they know the history. They know everything. But at the same time, they're lacking knowledge. Lacking knowledge. And he says, he who partakes only in milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. And he is a babe. He is a babe. The rich man in the gospel of today, I feel like he was lacking knowledge. He didn't understand the scriptures. And so, because he didn't understand the scriptures, he miscalculated. He miscalculated what, uh, like his, his decision. And he thought that if he sold everything and followed Jesus, he would be poor. And he would be losing but what did the Lord say at the end of the gospel today? He said, Assuredly, I say to you, I say that there is none who has left house or brother or sister or father or mother or children or lands for my sake in the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands and persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Eternal life. And he came asking for... <laughs> Eternal life. وَرَبَّنَا أَدَّلُوا Eternal life. But he didn't see, he didn't, knowledge. The knowledge. He's lacking knowledge. And that's why these days, when we are lacking knowledge, we miscalculate a lot of things. We choose worldly things over spiritual things. We choose material things over spiritual things. And which things are more valuable? The spiritual things. That's why if you compare and contrast this rich man, compare and contrast this rich man with the parables of the Lord. He says in the parables of the Lord in Matthew 13, he says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field in which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Shoftudi, he's buying that field. And the next parable after, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. I love how these parables say they sold, what did they have to do? The merchant. And this guy, what did they do? They had to, to name mean? They had to... Sell all. They had to sell all. And when they sold all, then they bought the field. Knowledge comes from meditating on the scripture. Knowledge comes from revelation from God. Knowledge comes from the experience of others. And I was reading something very beautiful the other day in the book of Judges. And it shows us when we have like knowledge, knowledge da is like a seed that's planted in the ground and it gives roots. And when I have those roots, when I have that knowledge, when the wind comes and tries to shake me, I'm not going to be shaken because I have knowledge. I, have, I know what, that God is good. He's going to take care of me. Look at what's written in the beginning of the book of Judges. It says, as long as Joshua lived, the people of Israel served the Lord. As long as Joshua lived, the people, they served the Lord. And even after his death, they continued to do so. As long as the leaders were alive who had seen for themselves 
all the great things that the Lord had done for Israel. So then what happened after that generation? The generation that didn't see the Lord, the, the generation that had no knowledge of God, what did they do? What did they do? They went to idolatry. And that was the beginning of when people didn't experience God, that was the beginning of going to idolatry. When they didn't have knowledge of God, they didn't know what was going on, they started to take other gods. That's why knowledge is like that root that keeps us like stuck in, in, in our faith. The last thing that I want to speak to you about of what we're lacking is we're lacking faith. The gospel of the Vespers last night, the Lord, he rebukes the crowd. And you know what he says about the crowd? He says, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I bear with you? The people, they were lacking faith. They were lacking faith. The disciples, they couldn't heal an epileptic boy. And because they couldn't heal this epileptic boy, and they couldn't do this miracle, actually the Lord rebuked them sharply. He rebuked them. He said, how could you? They said, why can't we cast it out? He said, because you don't have faith. Because of your unbelief that you couldn't do this. And so I might have knowledge of God. I'm a priest. I give sermons. I have, but sometimes if I don't believe in the knowledge, if I have no hope in the knowledge, then it is fruitless. It is fruitless. And I wonder how the world would be different if we weren't lacking faith. We know it's written about the prayer of the righteous man avails much. Because the righteous man, he has faith. He has knowledge of God, he has faith. And the prayers of the righteous man, they do wonders. But sometimes we don't even pray. Why don't we pray? Or why are we so slack in our prayers and we don't consider prayer a thing like an important thing? And we, eh, it's okay. Because we don't have faith. Because we're lacking faith. If we had faith, we would pray. That's why people used to go to Pope Krolus all the time. Why'd they go to him? They knew he was a faithful man. If he prays about it, God's going to answer. It's done. It's in the books. Because he's a man of faith. And we are lacking faith in so many areas. And that's why we worry. Isn't that why we worry? That's why in the passage like Matthew 6, when he says, do not worry about what you wear. Don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about what you clothe. And then he says, well, will not he clothe you, O you of little Oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. I think this week, we need to think about what are we lacking. <laughs> and I could have given you, a, and I'm lacking a, a million other things. And I'll tell you, I'm lacking peace. I'm lacking reconciliation with others. I'm lacking a lot of things. Each one to like, assess themselves. Ask God, what am I lacking? I want to be a perfect man. I want you to dwell in me and perfect me. And I want to taste what it's like to be, like to be partaker of the divine nature. What is that like? And the Lord wants to perfect us. We need to ask, what am I lacking? Am I lacking genuine love? Am I lacking knowledge? Am I weak in my Bible reading, in my scripture? Am I lacking faith? Am I lacking faith? Each one ask themselves. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Hey.